0: Thanks for joining us today as you listen to a portion of a message recorded at Vine Life Church in Boulder, Colorado. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can visit us online at www.vinelife.com. Went to a pool. Me and Jocelyn were going down slides, and the whole right side of my body is bruised. It was just amazing. Funny story, yesterday I was mowing the lawn, and... um, i uh i've been reading brother lawrence's uh work his his writings practicing the presence of God and so major pursuit of my life is the lord's presence right it's a good thing and uh so i i 'm just in this place of prayer, and Lord, I just want to stay in your presence and learn how to cultivate your presence and you know just stay in this place for just with you and in that place all the time, and, you know, it's really good, and I'm feeling like a spiritual giant at the time, you know, and then out of nowhere, I'm mowing, and this wasp comes and just stings me right on the ear, and I found myself saying things that you wouldn't normally say in God's presence, (sighs) but we're practicing, and we're learning, and we're growing, and I'm in process, and I was reminded of that yesterday. Okay, but we're going to practice some more right now. How's that sound? Hey, let's, let's pray uh, for a minute. Let's just quiet our hearts and ask the Lord to speak to us. I'm going to try and be a, as brief as possible. we got a lot of young ones this morning, uh, and, uh, but I do believe the Lord wants to speak to us. So, Father, we do love your presence, and I know this is a people, a church, uh, a church family community of folks, Lord, we just really love your presence, we love your voice, um, we love who you are as our father, as our dad, and just the way that you love us and draw us in, and Holy Spirit, we give you permission now to speak to us, encourage us, challenge us, do whatever you want to do, uh, we're reminded of your goodness and your love for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, hey, I just want to say it is an amazing season to be a part of Vine Life Church for us. And for the rest of you, I will try my best to convince you, it is an amazing season to be a part of Vine Life Church. We have, man, we've just come through a time that has just been extraordinary. Last week with Graham Cook and his being here, it was just a beautiful time. Uh, I continue to get emails, phone calls, uh, just all, I, I hear all sorts of stories these days of things that are happening this year and your families and your lives and here in, in our gatherings. You know, there's been people coming to Christ. There's been emotional stuff healed, people set free of all kinds of internal stuff. There's been people healed, uh, healed physically of all sorts of things. It's just been an incredible time. A busy time, but it's been an incredible time, right? And I just have a a hunch, a sense, and and a belief that really our best days are even still yet to come. And I think what's coming for us is uh, it's just going to get better and better and better and better. Why do you say that? Because that's who our daddy is. That's his nature. That's who our father is. You know, it's his nature that from glory to glory, we get better and better as we journey with him and surrender to him. Yeah? And so I really believe that about Vine Life. That our best days are yet to come. But the Lord's teaching me something in this in this season. He's talking to me right now, uh, very specifically about the time that we're in. And that's just this. We're, the Lord's been talking to me about this in my personal times. Just saying, Jason, it's right now. It's in this season in your personal life. It's in this season in your church where you need to learn to cultivate a priority for my voice and for my presence. Now's when we learn that. Now's when we get that. Because where you're going, where you're headed, if my voice isn't your priority, if my presence isn't your number one pursuit, then then you might get off a little bit. You know, it's easy to uh, remain thirsty when you're parched, right? It's easy to, to be hungry when, when you're in a season where there's not food everywhere. But when you move into a place of abundance, that's when we, we figure out, have we learned to put his voice first? Have we learned to make his presence our number one priority? Let me unpack that for you a little bit. Let's go to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Let's dig into this just a little bit. So many of you, you know this story. It's a beautiful story. Uh, Deuteronomy, Moses was the author of this book. And um, chapter 8, starting in verse 1. Let's go through this together. I'm going to uh, go all the way to verse 9, and then just we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit. Deuteronomy 8, verse 1 says, Be careful to follow every command I am giving you today, so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years. Where were they? In the wilderness. How long? Okay. Why? To humble And test you in order to know what was in your heart. Whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger. And that's the work of the Father. That's what he does. And then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known. To teach you that what? Man does not live on bread alone. Let that sink in. To teach you. That man does not live on bread alone, but on what? On, say it with me, every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Man doesn't live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothes did not wear out, and your feet did not swell during these 40 years. Know then in your heart, get this in your heart, sons, daughters. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. Pause there real quick. It's just kind of a side note. Uh, Not exactly uh, the main point of what I want to talk about tonight, but I think this is uh, specific this morning. For maybe a couple of you, if you are a son or daughter of your father, then your father will discipline you. He will. The Lord disciplines those he loves. But here's what I want you to understand I want to make a point about this. There's a huge difference, huge, huge, huge difference between discipline and punishment. Okay? Discipline prepares us for intimacy, punishment inflicts shame. Big difference. And so if there is, you know, maybe you have a past that's maybe somewhat colorful and and you're living in a place of shame. Can I say to you, that is not the heart of the Father. That is not the Holy Spirit. That is not his voice to you. And so you you just have permission to reject that. But discipline from the Father it just prepares us for close relationship with him. Discipline draws us in. It weeds out the things that uh, pull us away. And what the Father is leading us into is his presence, into intimacy. And that's what discipline's about. And we can lean into that. We can embrace that with joy. Yeah? All right. You with me? Everyone okay? Okay. Let's let's move on. Verse 6. Observe the commands of the Lord your God, walking in obedience to him and revering him. For the Lord, check this out. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. I'll take that. I don't know about you, but I like good land. Is anyone a fan of good land here this morning? Okay, I I mean, I'm, I'm into that. The Lord is bringing you into a good land, a land with brooks, streams, and deep springs gushing out into the valleys and hills. That sounds fantastic to me. A land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil and honey. A land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing. Wow. What a beautiful promise. And Moses is having this amazing fathering moment with the people of Israel. He sits them all down, and he's explaining something to to them. Here's here's where you've been, here's where you've come from, and here's where you have to go. And he's essentially saying this, you need to understand what the Lord was doing in the wilderness. And and if you don't get that, and and if it doesn't get in our heads and in our hearts, if we don't learn the lesson of the wilderness, then our promised land season will be very short-lived. So it's key that we learn what the Lord is saying to us and and we get grab a hold of what he wants to teach us in the wilderness. And then he's also essentially saying this to them. Everybody, you're about to go into a land where there's so much food, but before you do, let me talk to you about what real food is. You're about to walk into an abundance of food. So let's take a minute and let me, as like your spiritual father, help you understand what real sustenance is about. And he's trying to get them to see it's here on this side of the river. It's here where we learn that lesson. It's here where we learn to cultivate that appetite for his presence and for his voice. Right? That happens in the wilderness because it's there in the wilderness where every other competing voice is quiet and still. He said in another place about the wilderness, and I will lead you into the wilderness, and there I will speak tenderly to you. It's an important lesson. That's where we learn to cultivate this hunger, right? The wilderness, it's, it's a weird place. They've been there for 40 years, and we know what was happening there. They were uh, led by Moses out of Egypt. They were slaves in Egypt for, for some 400 plus years. They were led out of Egypt, and they were going to the promised land. But there was something that happened there, and it was essentially this. Unbelief and rebellion had so gripped their hearts, the father essentially had to go, all right, we need to pause here a minute. And uh, my promise is this. I'm still going to fulfill my promises in this nation and in this people. But for the ones who's allowed unbelief to grip your hearts, you're just not going to be able to go. That's an important lesson as well for us. And it's essentially this. We can't step into our promised land if unbelief's gripped our hearts. You can't. You just can't. The Father has to press the pause button for a minute. And and teach us some things in the wilderness experience. And as we move on from unbelief, then we can move into a place of promise. It's quiet, quiet in here. Amen. Yes. Right? All right. I just asked myself the question as I was reading this passage I wonder at what year I would begin to forget about God's promise in the desert. The desert's fun when you just pay the desert a visit, right? I mean, if you just roll up in a charter bus with a water bottle and a camera, the desert's kind of great for a day. Oh, a Joshua tree, isn't that beautiful? And cactus, and there's a mouse. and. Oh, you know, scorpion, that's fun, sweet. Uh oh, no more water. Let's get back on the charter bus where it's cold, where there's A.C. And wasn't the desert fun? But what about after a day or two or three, a week, a month, a year, at what point do we go, uh, It's hot out here. I'm kind of thirsty. Really parched. And I'm hungry. And... Desert's not so cool anymore. I mean, like, it, it was great for a minute, but... Can we move on? You ever been that, in that place with the Lord? Okay, Lord. That's, yeah, desert. Beautiful. Um, is there anything else you got for me, Dad? I, I, like, you seem to be taking forever, Lord, to move me out of the desert. Right? Man, I've been there. I, I've I've been there for a long time. In fact, I I, I was recalling just some time um, just really in my own journey. And I and I think if I'm honest, I just want to be real transparent with you. I really in my own journey really started to develop kind of a resentment towards the Lord in my life. Because it just felt like the desert was taking forever. And, and honestly, if a part of that journey I was pastoring. And so then what started to happen in me was like, Lord, I, I kind of even just feel used now. Where you seem to flow through me, but you don't seem to stick with me. And you use me in the lives of people, but what about you and I? And, you know, this this abiding place between us and my ministry and those around me and those that have spoken into my life that have talked to me about where I'm headed and where I'm going. This seems to be just taking forever, Lord. And and I'm not real, I don't know. I'm not sure I buy it anymore. And I'd just get real frustrated. And I would march into my dad's office and vent a little bit. And he would, man, he would promise me, Jason, hang in there. God's preparing you for something. And I would smile and nod. And and there's a place in me I knew he was right, but honestly, I didn't want to hear that anymore. I was was tired of hearing about the ministry that God was preparing me for. It's just kind of hard to see in the desert, you know? Really hard. And I was kind of tired of hearing about it. And, um, you know... (laughs) Then I, I was talking to kind of a mentor uh, of mine recently, and he was talking to me, and he's, you know, he's an older guy in his 60s, and he's got a gray beard, and uh, you listen to guys like that, because they tend to know what they're talking about, and so I, I was listening, and and, and he, he said, you know, doesn't, doesn't it feel like the Father just seems to take his time? At the time, I was like, yes, it's like we felt that way, and Yes, I have tell me about it, and I was like okay i will i 'll tell you about it and let me tell you how how long it 's been taking the Lord to prepare me for my ministry and I went through my story, and you know I, I kind of was making my case, and he smiled, and then just I finished up after I got done venting, and he smiled and kind of chuckled and i don 't like that when you know why are you smiling don 't laugh. this is serious stuff i 've been here forever and <laughs> oh son and he stopped and he said hey jason what do you think about something okay he said but no really would you think about this over the next few days i said i will he said what if the lord was never preparing you for your ministry what if this whole time he was just preparing you for himself And that felt like this huge hug and a punch in the face all at the same time. (laughs) Right? What if the Father's not preparing you for ministry so much as he's drawing you in and preparing you for himself? And then where you go and what you do and how he works in you and through you, it will all just flow from that place with him. See, when he becomes your food, when his voice is our priority, when he, when he becomes our sustenance, then we can embrace and enjoy the gifts that he brings in, in the way that he intended, right? Right? And we just enjoy his gifts and we enjoy his gift, his goodness. But we know this, like my source and my sustenance, Father, it comes from your voice and it comes from your presence and that alone. And we learn that now. We learn that in this season, we cultivate that at this point in the journey, right? Jesus was talking to his disciples about that in, in, in John. And then let's, let's go there. John six, Jen, you can go ahead and come. John 6, 27, and what you'll notice here is Jesus is actually, he actually points back and refers to, or rather he's just teaching them the same lesson that Moses was talking to the the people of Israel about in Deuteronomy. Same, Same lesson. Apparently there were still some folks that needed to learn it, you know? And he says this: John six twenty seven, do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. Okay, for on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, "What must we do to do the works God requires?" Jesus answered. The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors, now here it is, notice it, check it out. Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. So they still think it's about food, right? They're still thinking food and bread and and drink and this type of thing. And Jesus is going, wow. Remember that passage in the gospel, he's like, you know, how long must I put up with you? You know, I, I think he might be in that place. He's like, really, guys, we're not, we're really, we're not talking about filling your stomachs, talking about filling your spirits. This is real food. This is real sustenance. And, and he's talking to them, not about filling the appetite for bread, but about cultivating a hunger for his voice. And he's saying, this is what you have to get. Before we move on, this is what you have to cultivate in your heart. And he goes on to say, Jesus said to them, verse 32, very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. I want the bread. Give us this bread. And he says, then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. I know you're hungry, but I want to teach you what that hunger is really about. And it's not about the food that you eat, or the clothes that you wear, or the things that you do, or the ministry that he's, quote unquote, preparing you for. It's about himself and cultivating a desire for him, a priority for his voice. Jesus saying the same thing get this, get this, get this remember I'm your sustenance if we have that we get everything else but if we lose that everything else really is going to miss the mark for us and really leave us disappointed in the end last week I had the privilege of teaching my daughter Jocelyn how to ride a bike awesome as a father that is one of the best moments you know to teach your daughter how to ride a bike and so she we we had a couple lessons right and I, I, just by the second or third time she finally got it you know she was riding on her own where I wasn't you know having to run behind her and you know and she took off by herself and she was riding and I'm so stoked and excited and the next day she came and she said to me, Dad, can we take a bike ride? And I, I said, absolutely, let's, let's take a bike ride. And she's like, I want to practice, you know. So we're out in Firestone where I live and there's this bike trail and it's really beautiful. It's towards the evening. And, and I said this to her, Jocelyn, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ride behind you so that I can watch you and coach you. And if there's anything you need to change or shift and anything that you're doing wrong, then I can help you out and show you and talk to you about that. So I'll be right behind you and we'll ride and so she said, Okay. So we rode for a while and we were just having a blast together, her and I. And man, it was it was beautiful and we had one of those perfect Colorado sunsets and you know, we're laughing and joking and she's making me laugh and I'm making her laugh. It's Jocelyn and I do. We have a lot of fun. And then at some point, I, I don't know, I think I just got caught up in the scenery, right? And I think I just began to pray, and, and, I, and I didn't notice it, but apparently I must have just gotten really quiet. Because I noticed she did something that startled me and took me by surprise, where she was confident and having fun and laughing, and then all of a, all of a sudden she got real wobbly, and she went, Dad, Dad dad we're riding I said Jocelyn Jocelyn hey honey what's wrong and she went oh oh, I'm okay I'm okay I went no sweetie you seem really afraid what's wrong what can I do for you she said no I'm, I'm fine now I just needed to know you were still there. She said, Dad, I just needed to hear your voice. <laughs> and as the father does, out of the mouth of babes, right? I'm, dr- I'm riding behind her and it's me that's almost losing it and falling over because I'm sobbing. The Lord speaks really, really clear to me in that moment. He says, Jason, that's it. That's what I want you to hold on to. That's what you need to cultivate in your relationship with me. This place of, Dad, I'm fine to get up and ride and pedal ahead, but I gotta know your voice is right there. I'm fine, Lord, to head down this path. But I have to know that you're near. And when I can hear your voice, then I have the confidence to move forward. And when I know you're close, I know that I'm okay. And the Lord was just saying to me really clearly, that's where I want you to stay, son. That's where I want you to stay. Don't you know as your father, it's my delight. I I, I delight in that posture of your heart. And it's in the moment we step into this place of, hey, dad, I'll see you later. I got it from here. Man, 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 that's when we're in real trouble. It's as if, for some of us as sons and daughters, I think sometimes we we come to this place where we start to think, well, really, Dad just, he's kind of just tired of having to be near me all the time. Doesn't Dad just really want me to do it? And, you know, isn't Dad just kind of tired of me leaning into him all the time? Maybe... Maybe our earthly fathers are that way, but our heavenly father never is and never will be. He's the one that says, stay close to me, remain in me. Let the nearness of my voice be your priority and your food always. Amen. Let's pray. Yeah, yeah. Let's just pray and then I'll ask my dad to come and we'll come into land. And so, Father, this is that time each week where, Lord, we're really dependent on you to do what only you can do. (laughs) and so we ask God that right here right now by the power of your spirit that you would work this into our hearts and Lord wherever this lands with with each of us I just ask Holy Spirit that you would create in here a fertile soil that your word could go deep and take root Lord, in our private life, in our corporate life, in our community life, Lord, help us to grow and to be a people where your voice and your presence is our food and our priority. Dad, we love you. We love you. Thank you for the way that you love us and teach us. In Jesus' name we pray.